Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Shoes that I need to take care of. Amen. And then there's a word that is coming, and if I'm able to take this word and apply it, I know that things will change. It's happened before, it can happen again. Amen. So I want you to put your hands together because there's a prophetic word coming your way today. As we invite the Papa of the house, put your hands together for Reverend Dr. Charles Jose. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Yes, Lord. When you trust in His word. All you have to do is hearken. Hearken to the voice of God to thee. Yes, Lord. Is there anything too hard for me? And put your trust in God alone. And rest upon His word. For everything, for everything. Yes, everything is possible with God. Sing it again. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Yes, Lord. When you trust in His word, oh, you hearken, Lord. God is speaking to you. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. Yes, Lord. song is our faith everything is possible with God everything everything is possible with God and I think it has come to the point that believers have been like everything is possible with God it may not be done according to the way you think but you see leave the process to God be concerned about the results do you hear me? I said, leave the process to God. You'll be concerned about the results. For with God, all things are possible. Listen to me. If you want to become the mayor of Newark, or if you want to become the vice president of, or the, or the, or the, or the, or the president of the United States, your approach will be campaign. Campaign financing. Lobbying. 
making posters. That is your approach. You go and campaign. You, you campaign, you make posters. That is your approach. Isn't that the approach? If you want to become a mayor, you go politicizing. That's, that's to be your approach. But when God wanted to make Joseph the prime minister, he took him to prison. I said, when God wanted to make Joseph the prime minister of Egypt, he took him to prison. He did not stand for an election. So it's about time, it's about time you stop worrying about the process and think about the results and leave the process to God. Tell your neighbor, all things are possible. Leave the process to God. For the process, leave it to God. I mean, how you are going to be debt free, you have no idea. When you think and think and think, you don't know, you can't see anywhere out. But your duty is not to think, your duty is to believe. All things are possible. Leave the process. There's somebody here, you are wondering how you'll be well. Leave the process to God. I say leave the process to God. Whether God is going to heal you by the doctor, by, by, by prayer, by anointing, whatever it is, leave it to God. Just believe that at the end of the day, you will be healed. The problem we have is the process. But it's, not, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. It's, it has never been your business to worry about the process. At all. It's none of your business. Leave that into God. That is why when he taught us the Lord's Prayer, you see, when he taught us the Lord's Prayer, he said, give us this day our daily bread. Ask whether the bread is going to come by you baking the bread. Or you buying the bread. Or what? Or somebody giving you the bread. Or what? Or the bread falling from the sky. It's, he said, your, your aim, just ask God for the bread. Leave the process to God. I said, leave the process to God. I said, leave the process to God. Our faith has been destroyed because we worry about the process. Leave the process to God. Give us this day our daily bread. How the bread comes, it doesn't matter. I was telling one of my daughters, oh, look, Charlie, give us this our daily bread. Oh. So how God is going to give you a house and a car? Don't worry about it. Some of them, he give them by giving them a profession. Some of them we can give you the same thing by giving you a rich man. So it doesn't. <laughs> can you hear me? I said, Can you hear me? I told her, sister, don't worry about it. Some he will give them by a profession. 
something given by marrying a rich man because you can marry one rich man and all the things will be provided. So at the end of the day, a house is provided, a car is provided, your hair is done, your nail is done. Whether it comes from your own paycheck or from his paycheck, it is done. Give us this day our daily bread. It, 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 it has never mattered. Like somebody told me, one day I was having an argument with somebody. He said, Listen to me. Don't what the person got angry. What he told me was true. He said, Look, don't disturb. Don't worry me. I said, Why? He said, Look, a dollar is a dollar. I said, What do you mean? He said, Where did the dollar come from? Where did the dollar came from the hospital? Where it came from the store? Where it came from the building? They have, they, there's no note on that. This dollar is from the hospital. This dollar. <laughs> A dollar, it's a dollar. No matter the source, it's still what? A dollar. All things are possible. I say all things are possible. I say all things are possible. I say all things are possible. I don't know what you are believing God for. I don't know what you are doubting God for. But I came to prophesy to you that all things are possible. Tell your neighbor, leave the process to God. Worry about the results. No, not even worry. Maybe it's a wrong word. Say, leave the process to God. Believe about the results. Put your hands together for the Lord and Mrs. Allen. Amen. You say, you say a dollar is a dollar. I think we'll do something nice. Say, no, but you can't do this. They say, listen to me. A dollar is a dollar. Because when you take the dollar, there's, there's, there's no note on the dollar that <laughs> this dollar is from. From Walmart. So it's not a good dollar. Is it a dollar? It's a dollar. The value is the same. Hallelujah. What a beautiful church. By the way, the choir is too fantastic, I tell you. I think, I think the way... The, the way, the way the choir is going, you better join early because very soon you need you need to be auditioned before you can, can join. <laughs> I say yes, sir. <laughs> All too soon you need to audition before you can join. So join now while it is open. <laughs> I should tell them right. You better join it now while it is open. But very soon you need you need to audition before you can join this choir. It's too fantastic. Amen. All right, hallelujah. Today we are still talking about some spiritual attributes that will help you spiritually, academically, socially, in every area of life. Amen. And that's what we talked about. I spoke to you about last week. About Anakazu. Look, chapter 14, I believe. Let's read from verse 15. Quickly. Look 14, 15. And when one of them, Jesus Christ was talk, talking about a, a, a parable. About say, and when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom. What did he say? What did he say? And I told her, look. This is the reason why sometimes we do anakazu. 
This is why we follow because oh, blessed is he that shall eat bread at the kingdom. So if somebody says, why are you forcing people to church? Why should they come to church? Because we know the value. Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom. You don't know how much your life will change because of the bread of the kingdom. It's, it, it didn't say cursed is you a waste of time. It said blessed is he. Blessed is he. For the same reason why a mother will sing and dance and play music for the child to eat. Even though the child doesn't want to eat. The mother will do everything for the child to eat. Because the mother knows that this milk is good for the child. Blessed is he that is bread at the kingdom. Hallelujah. You are blessed. You have no idea. I say you are blessed. I say you are blessed. To be sitting here and hearing the word of the kingdom. Blessed is he that eat bread. Hallelujah. So, then he continued. Then said he unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them, that were bidden, come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first one said unto him, I bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excuse. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go prove them. I pray thee, have me excuse. And another said, I have married a wife, man, and therefore ain't coming. (laughs) Wife. (laughs) Wife. Okay. And another said, I ain't coming. Okay, continue. Continue, please, my dear. So the servant came and showed the master of, and showed the Lord distance. Then the master of the house, being angry, said unto his servants, Go out quickly unto the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that, they may be ha- that my house may be filled. And the last verse, For I say unto you, that none of these men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Amen. We are talking about the story of the Anakazu. And the... the Last week, I, I, I gave you three words. Anakazo. What's the second word? Biazo. And what's the third word? Anadea. And these are all Greek words. See, sometimes, sometimes a good way to... You see, English language is... English has... How many alphabets are in the English language? 26, right? But you know, you know the Greek has more? You know the Greek alphabet has more? Ask ah, students, help me. I'm a science student. I'm trying to... The Greek, the Greek has more. So, so in a certain sense, the English language is limited because it has a, 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 a certain amount of alphabets. You understand what I'm saying? But in Greek, because they have more alphabets, it is a bit more detailed than English. That is why, like the word love, you see, love, the English word love, okay, love. 
used under different circumstances have different meaning. Because you see, you wake up and say, I love my dog. You say, I love my wife. Are you saying your wife? The same. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I love my job. Are, are you equating your job to your wife? Do you get it? I love God. So what I'm saying is because of the limitation of the English language, we are using one word, but they mean different things depending on the context. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you can say, I love my friend. I love my God. I love my friend and I love my wife. But they are two different love. The love for your friend is filial. If it was Greek, if it was Greek, you say, I feel you my friend. Do you understand? I feel you my friend, which is like I have a brotherly affection. I care about my friend. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you will not say, I feel you my wife. Your wife is other, your wife, your wife is two loves. I eros my wife. Because the word there is eros, which is sexual pleasure. And you should have errors for your wife. Or she should have errors for you. But in the same thing, that's where the erotic element. But, but you, the, the, the love for your wife can also be I agape my wife. So your wife, two things can apply. I errors my wife and I also agape my wife. Agape means that unconditional God love. In spite of all the way he annoys me, he irritates me, I still love her. That's agape. Or the wife she said, I, I agape my husband. That, that's more likely, right? That's more likely. It's more likely the wife agapes the husband. Because the way the guys behave and the nonsense, it only takes agape. <laughs> I hear me. So, the, the limitation... So the Greek word there that said go and compel them, that word is anakazo. The, word, the English word compel comes from the Greek word anakazo. It means to compel, to necessitate, to make it possible, whatever it takes. So we are talking about, today I want to talk more about anakazo. Focus more on what we talk about anakazo. What is that? The attributes or the, or the character or the spirit of the ability to necessitate to compel, to force. Compel. He said, go and compel them. Go and anacazo them. And it's something that we all need. Otherwise, you cannot rise up to a certain level in any area of life, including your Christian life. So, as we were talking about that, I told you about two characters, the master and the servant. And what we, I told you last week was that the servant was sent and the servant was told an excuse. And the servant accepted the excuse. Which shows us that the ease with which you accept excuse makes you think like a servant. But when they came back to the master, okay, the master, which is a master way of thinking, which is a leader, which is a prosperous person, which is somebody who is in charge. The, the first thing was, the Bible said, what? he did not accept the excuse. At all. He did not accept the excuse. 
and we, are, we learn that look the ease with which you accept excuses me that nothing can be done the master says no 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 and we'll talk about it more in detail no 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 I don't want to hear this excuse and then number two he, the master, he was angry and he being angry okay and he being angry he did not and, and, and he also said go and bring the people in go to the highways and the byways and when they came in they came to them, we, we have done that he said no there's still room there's still room and yet you see and the servant said it is done as the command and yet there is room so we learned from last week that the, a master a master way of thinking you see I'm trying to, I'm trying to preach to us about a way of thinking and, and, and don't underrate the way of thinking you see your way of thinking has to do a lot of time with the spread that is operating in you as a man think it so easy so sometimes you see the master said there's room there's, yet, yet there's room in other, in other words a master way of thinking is not to be satisfied with little I'm preaching. You are so satisfied with mediocrity. Something small and you are happy. Something small and you are happy. And unfortunately, unfortunately, sometimes we Christians tend to confuse contentment with laziness. There is contentment whereby you are not greedy, you are okay. But sometimes what you are calling contentment is laziness. There's room. There's room. I said there's room. There's room for your degree. Sitting at an associate's level, for you, there's room. Not for everybody, but you in particular, there's room. There's room. There's room for a bigger house. Not for everybody, but for you. You are content with that two bedroom and five children climbing over each other. You see, I'm talking about for you. You see, everything is for you. There's room. There's room for you with that grit. You are content with, you know, right? Last year, Last year, I used to get a C. Now I'm getting B's. I'm okay. No, there's room. There's something called an A. And for you, there's room. See, I'm not talking about someone who's not capable. You are capable. That is why last week I told you one of the guests, you know, the medical said, medical says to you, you, for you, there's room for you. I'm not going to take anything short of the MCAT from you. Better go and ride the MCAT. So there's room. There's room. So it's not every time that your contentment is godliness. Sometimes your contentment is coming from you settle for mediocrity too easily. There's room. 
there is room for improvement for the way that your wife serves you. At the point, look, I'm tired of this soup. There's room. Improve it. <laughs> hey! We tell her, hey, Juliet, this rice and stew, there's room. There's room for some cabbage, some salad. Ah, there's room. Every day. Rice and chicken, rice and chicken. There's room. There's room for spice. There's room for macaroni and cheese. <laughs> There's room for, yes. There's room for salad. There's room. We are tired. Every day, rice and stew, rice and chicken, rice and chicken. And it's, the whole thing is like, it's like automated. <laughs> there, there's, there's room for dessert. There's room for dessert. There's room for dessert. <laughs> I'm preaching. And, 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 and you, you don't appreciate it. Anytime that I do something, you don't appreciate it. You don't appreciate it. No, I appreciate it, but there's room. <laughs> hmm. No, I, I'm not saying I don't appreciate it too. Or we, not me. I mean, we are not saying that we don't appreciate it, but what? There's what? Let me put <laughs> so a lot of room. I mean, children are, children are here, so I won't go into it. But even, even in the other area, there's room. Because I won't go into it. There's room. There's room. We cannot be missionaries all year long. You should be grateful. So if, if some people don't get anything, you, but I, I'm, I'm grateful, but I'm saying there's room. We have been at this missionary station for a long time. <laughs> Let me preach my message. Master! Master! Now, you give me? There's room. There's room. My people settle for mediocrity too much. Hallelujah. And then, the next thing, the last thing I didn't talk to about the master was, he said, he said, go quickly. No, go back, go back. Go quickly. The master said, said, look at it. The master of the house being angry, he said, go out quickly. Say with me quickly. Say quickly. Say quickly. See, one of the attributes of a master or a, a, a high way of thinking or a superior thinking is speed. Quickly. 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 Because I tell you, and I keep on telling you again, sometimes delay means denial. I said, you, didn't, you didn't even get what I said. I said sometimes delay means denial. Things are not there forever. 
speed is a determinant. Delay. Look, it's not every delay that means you get a second chance. Oh. Some delay means you are, you've lost it. I got that revelation the first year I started my residence when I came in the first year. And I was, I had to go to, I, got, I had to go to London. My first trip from here to London. I just looked at the I look at the flight, I check the flight, and I was working as a resident. So I saw if I close at <laughs> ah, Lord have mercy. I saw I'm doing my shift. If I close around four, the flight was like 8 p.m. or so. If I close at no, the flight was 7 p.m. And so if I close at four, then I, I, I catch a cab from Newark and then uh, from I check those there was no even Google Maps. I just use uh, there was no even Google. I I just use uh, uh, the map. I checked. Oh, this how many hours? So within an hour and an hour maximum, I will be at JFK. Then I ca- I can check in. And I was going for a conference in London. So I did my usual. <laughs> Finish my uh, my shift. Change, went there, st- stood at this new work here, called a cab. First of all, I didn't know it was even that expensive for a cab. We sat in the cab from here. Charlie, when we hit Verrazano, the Belt Parkway, the traffic, it was rush hour. I didn't even know. And that's a Sunday. And the cab to is meted, so after we are staying in the track. <laughs> I could see, I, I, as I sat there, and he says, oh, oh, maybe it's a short traffic. When we get here, we, 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 then we got here, another traffic. And I was just watching, and I could see the conference going away in London. The plane was moving. By the time we finally managed to reach JFK, the, the flight was seven o'clock, and I think I got there around six twenty-five. So let me rush through quickly. Took my bag, counter closed. <laughs> I feel like crying. Counter closed. Because of that little delay, because I could have left there at 12 o'clock. So the counter got closed. An important conference that I was going to go because there was no other, everything got cancelled. That's when I learned my lesson. Sometimes delay means denial. Speed is a determinant. Speed. You see? When you read, when I say speed is a determinant, I will explain to you. When you read Ecclesiastes, it says the battle is not for the strong. The race is not for the swift. Uh, bread is not to the wise. No favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. Guys, let me explain to you. 
those things that the Bible mentions in Ecclesiastes. He's talking about things that naturally, when we say they are determinants, things that naturally determine where you will be. That's what it means. Yeah. Naturally, naturally, naturally. See, without the intervention of God, naturally, this, that's what we say, we call them determinants. Determinants. So when we say that, this are, I wish I can recommend that book to you. The Determinants by Bishop Dark. Go and read it. Determinants. It's like, you see, there's the spiritual part, which is the grace and the favor of God. But apart from the spiritual part, there's also the natural determinants. That if you want to win the race, then you need speed. If you want to win the battle, you need, you need strength. If you want to be favored, you need skill. Hallelujah. So we say speed is a determinant. In other words, Speed is a determinant of how much you will be rewarded. That is, what, that, is why, that is why the fastest man in the world receives a price. What's his name now? Uh, what's the guy? Is, is he still running? Uh, Usain Bolt. He stopped running. So who's the 100 meter champion now? Anybody? You don't know? Yeah. But because he can run faster than everybody, He's given a crown. Speed has always been. The number one Formula driver, the guy who drives the fastest car, whatever is happening, he gets a crown. The one who, who runs the marathon first gets a crown. So speed has always been a determinant. That is why I'm saying that be careful about your procrastination. You see, this you're saying, a thing for you never get lost. Stop saying it. Yeah, because some of you have the whole. I think for you, never lost. Where team man no see before. See Seth. Yeah, see Seth man, they drink. I own Seth man, they chew. That grapha, that grapha. What go be, go be. Where team man no see before. Make it chill. Make it chill. You will never get it again. Some of you have this, a thing for you never, a thing for you can get lost. A thing for you can get lost. Including the girl that you are interested in, you better propose early because you can lose her. <laughs> Let your year be here quickly because there are other competitors. Because I as a pastor, I as a pastor, one brother came to complain to me. That reverend, Sister so so and so. Sister so so and so. He's so ungrateful. I didn't know. I mean, after all that I've done for her, after all that I've done for her, she left me for this brother. So I called her sister and said, Hey, sister, why are you being so ungrateful? Brother, eh? Did you do this? Say yes. He was just saying yes. I said, So why didn't you say, Why have you left him for this reverend? He never said anything. <laughs> Your car, say yes, I did. Did he fix your computer? Say yes. He, he, he did. And so, did he, did he come to help you when you were moving your things? He said, he did all that. So, I said, why didn't you do like you said, Reverend? He never said. You understand? But, uh, well, but when this brother, 
this brother came on the scene. One, two, three, he proposed. Speed is a determinant. So whatever you have to say, tell the Christian brother, say it, brother, say it quickly, say it quickly, say it quickly. Say it now. Sisters, am I saying something wrong? You want to hear it what? Why do you want them to assume? I want you to assume to say it's wrong. I told as I called the brother, brother, the sister said that he didn't say anything. It's about revenue. He's supposed to know. He's supposed to know what? <laughs> supposed to know what? Speed is a determinant. See, and, 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 and some of us suffer unnecessarily from the spirit or the demon of procrastination. Can be done tomorrow. It can be done tomorrow. It can be done tomorrow. May God have mercy on you. Look, I'll show the spirit of procrastination. Exodus chapter 8, verse 5. Exodus chapter 8, verse 5. Exodus 8, 5. Let's look at that scripture. Look at the scripture. Very interesting. About Moses. And the Lord spoke unto Moses. Say unto Aaron, stretch forth thine hand with thy rod over the streams over the rivers and over the ponds and cause, and cause frogs to come upon the land of Egypt. And Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt. And the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people and I will let the people go that they may sacrifice there were frogs everywhere everywhere, frog in your soup frog in your bed, can you imagine you open your car door, there's frogs your bedroom, you're about to lie down as we're getting closer, in between you and her there's a frog <laughs> Frogs everywhere. Can you imagine how uncomfortable the situation will be? So, so obviously, Pharaoh called from the look. I'm tired of these frogs. Get them out of here. This is the most fascinating verse I've ever seen. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Glory over me. When shall I entreat for thee and for thy servants, for the people, to destroy the frogs that to destroy the frogs from the thee and thy house that they may Moses says, So when do you want him to get rid of the frogs? If it was you, but what will you say? What will you say? I mean, what will you say? Yeah, what will you say? I mean, frogs are all over the place. Immediately, get these frogs out today. But look at his answer. And he said, tomorrow. And he said what? And he said what? And he said what? See, we are laughing, but that's how, this is the spirit of procrastination. 
frogs are all around you, you will think that the common will take them out now. He said tomorrow. He said tomorrow. One more day with an uncomfortable situation. And I'm, I'm speaking to somebody here. What you are dealing with is uncomfortable, but you keep postponing it. You are saying tomorrow. The situation you are in is uncomfortable. Instead of you taking a seat, you keep postponing it. The spirit of procrastination. But I bind that spirit. I set you free to go now. Act quickly. Because the answer is in the spirit. I said the answer, listen to me, I'm a prophet. Listen to me, I'm promising you. The answer is in the spirit. Every time I stand here, the spirit of God is upon me and I, I speak. The answer is in the spirit. If you delay, you will lose it. And it's not God's. And when you lose it, don't come and say that all things work together for good. It's not all things work together for good. You did not act right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. You got frogs all over you. Frogs in your bedroom. Frogs in the kitchen. Can you imagine if you are taking a shower and frog? Hey! And the Egyptian frogs, they are not like the ones here. They are there, you know that. The toad, the toad. So what I'm, you see, what I'm trying to show you from this Bible that not every delay is natural. Some things are, some of them are demonic because you must be under, you must be under a certain spirit to say that let the frogs go tomorrow. You must be under a certain spirit to let the matter wait. The matter cannot wait. The project cannot wait. The decision cannot wait. May God deliver you from the spirit of procrastination. That's why I say speed is a determinant. Amen. So those are the attributes of the master that we looked into. Hallelujah. What is he was angry? He does not accept excuses. He's not satisfied with little. And he moves with speed. Hallelujah. So the master said, no, 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 no. Look, I'm not taking this. Therefore, go to the highways and byways and bring them in. The people that I have invited did not come. You know, why Anakazu? Because they invited, they invited guests did not come. The people that he originally invited, they didn't come. So I said, go anyway. You see, and what I want to say is, you see, why Anakazu? Because, you see, sometimes the people that you want, they don't do it. They don't come. I'll tell you. You know what? You, do you know why you and I are here? I'll tell you. One of the reasons why you and I are here, apart from the divine will of God, is that the Bible says he came to his, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. It was the rejection of the Jews. It was it was the rejection of Christ by the Jews that gave you and I the Gentiles access to salvation. Thank you. We thank God. He came to his own. He was a Jew. But the Jews rejected him. He came to his own. But his own did not receive him. He was a Jew. So, so even as being Christians, 
fellowship of Christ. It was because the people he came to rejected him. Came to his own. His own received him not. That is why Romans said that we were, we were aliens to the commonwealth of Israel. We have been grafted in. We are not the original. Thank God for the rejection that made us come in. So what I'm trying to share with you that it's not every time that you get the invited guest to come. Hallelujah. No. 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 It's not every time. Yeah. It's not every time that you will get the thing working according to the plan. But the fact that the, th- the thing did not work according to the plan does not mean that you should abandon it. Take another alternative. I'm preaching to you. You expect your plan was that I must work this way to get here. But let me tell you something. It's not every time. Because when you got here, there was traffic. There was a roadblock. So you don't stop and say that, well, since there's a roadblock, I don't continue. You got here and there's no roadblock. If you really want to get, if, you, if your aim is to get this iPad, then when you got here and there was a roadblock, you must be able to come back, think about something else. I will not let this block stop me. Go this way. Go this way. Go this way. No matter how long it takes until I get here and carry my iPad. Is somebody hearing me? So the fact that that prescribed route was blocked does not mean the project must be abandoned. I speak good English. That's why I describe it to you. I said the, the fact that the prescribed route was blocked does not mean the project must be abandoned. There's a strong anointing here. May you be blessed with this message. The price group, the prescribed effect was blue. In fact, that's one of the reasons why sometimes, that is, in fact, that's one of the reasons sometimes I even tell church members, think of a career change. Think of a career change. Because you only know this career and it's not working. Stop. Think. There's another way. At the end of the day, what you want to achieve is a dollar. A dollar is a dollar. You have been hitting this accounting part. It's blocked. Fine. Your aim is not accounting. Your aim is to get this iPad. And you thought you can get this iPad by accounting. But as you go, and there's a block, and there's a block, take a step back. You can go to architecture, nursing, geography, housekeeping. At the end of the day, you got this iPad. Put your hands together for the Lord. This is the reason for Anakazo. That is the reason for Anakazo. Compare because sometimes they, look the invited guest Charlie that girl eh, you've been talking to her Charlie shall I talk to you you've been talking to the girl uh, today this 
tomorrow that. Next time I want to finish school. Next time is my mother. Next time I need to do this. Hey, we're talking now. Please forget about that. There is another one. Ah! Because after what you're in, oh, your whole desire, you are looking for a breast to touch. And so, what the, a breast is a breast. What the, I'm preaching. I said, I'm preaching. So, at the point, forget about her. I mean, just forget about her. Because there's one here, there's one here, one here. And it's a breast, it's a breast. I'm preaching. I said, I'm preaching. Because you are growing old. You want to marry. You want to settle down. You are growing old. You cannot keep up. Allow it to keep on wasting your time. At the point, say, enough. By this, this one, I am going for another route because I want to be married. I want to settle down. Some of you sisters, you must look at brother. If you don't propose by now, forget it. Forget it. Enough. <laughs> Forget it. So, Anakazu. Hallelujah. Go for it. The people, they invite you to come. And I'm, you see, in our church, you see, that is why, because, and I'm gonna, I want to say that. Sometimes the way we think of evangelism is not working. We are used to a certain type of evangelism. That is not bringing any fruit. That's why I'm talking to the evangelist team. Be creative. You are, we are used to a type of evangelism. We go and start as dropping or give tracts. Look, it, it may not work. It may not work. So we have to begin to think about effective evangelism. This weekend I was talking to one of the young people. He said, look, Reverend, you want to reach people with social media. It's about time we become creative in our outreach approaches. Because the way we know is not working. So maybe we should look into social media. We should be having little, little clips of, of, of our chat on TikTok. Instagram. Like the way the choir sang today, you take a clip and you put it on TikTok. What a church. Come to church on Sunday. That is evangelism. Let's take a clip of the song that they sang and make a little, uh, a little clip. What a church. With the address. And you see how many, instead of our usual, let's go and start a shop right and give track. It doesn't work. So we must think of effective evangelism. Hallelujah. Yeah. Effective evangelism. Yeah. Because you see, let me tell you, the world is changing. You know. The world is, people are getting busier and busier and busier. People are getting busier and busier. So we need to be creative to reach them. That is why in this day and age, any church that does not have a strong social media presence is about to die. So those of you who know how to use computers, I beg you, help us. 
I said, those of you who know how to use computers, I beg you, help us. After church, come and see me. Reverend, we can do this. We can do this. I'm, in, I'm open for all ideas. I am open for all ideas. Instagram, TikTok, social media. Someone to my Reverend Facebook. Oh, that's dinosaur. They say Facebook is, is, is a dinosaur. It's like it's ancient. You still have Facebook, but there are new ones. Instagram, TikTok. Hallelujah. Because your prescribed way does not always work. That is why I'm preaching to you. See, some of you, some of you, your failure is because you are too rigid. But may God deliver you from the spirit of rigidity. May you be flexible. Hallelujah. Yeah. Practical and casual. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. He practical and casual. He prepared a feast. He prepared a feast. Let me tell you something. He prepared a feast. He did what? He did what? He did what? Uh-huh, that's what I'm going to tell him. If you want to succeed, you want God to use you, you want to do anything well, there is an element of preparation. Prepare. The reason for failure sometimes is due to lack of preparation. You did not study, that's why you failed. It's not that the exam was difficult. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You did not study. You were playing video games. That is why you got an F. Not that the exam was difficult. Yeah, looking at me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, the professor Rev, he doesn't like me. No, you did not. You did not. You did not study. You know what? I don't understand math. Who said you don't understand math? If I give you a dollar, go to the store and go and buy, I say give you a dollar to go and buy uh, to the store and you buy soda for 50 cents. Would you ask for a change of 50 cents? Isn't that mathematics? <laughs> I'm asking you, if I give you a dollar to go to the store and you give the guy and say that soda is 50 cents, would you expect a change of 50 cents? If the guy gives you 20, uh, uh, 25, would you say, no, that's not enough? How did you know that by paying, uh, uh, giving a dollar and getting a change of is, uh, is 50 cents? How did you know it? That's mathematics. If you can do that, don't come and tell me I don't understand mathematics. I'm preaching to you. <laughs> Prepare. He prepared a feast. There is preparation. Don't forget this classical saying. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. I said failing to prepare equals preparing to fail. You don't prepare. It's not everything that you can win it all. Some things need preparation. He prepared the feast. And, and once again, unless you are not serious, but if you want God to use you, if you want to work for God, if you want to be a strong Christian, then you need preparation. And by preparation, I'm talking about a daily quiet time. I've made you a bacenta leader. You don't have a quiet time. How can you get people to come? 
Pashanta leader, you don't pray for one hour. How do you expect people to come? Oh, Reverend, when I call them, they don't come. Because you are not spiritual, you are not preparing. Prepare by Santa leaders. Shepherds, prepare. There's something called preparation. The material you are going to teach, you just look at it five minutes before the preaching. No wonder your preaching is dry. Do you think what I'm preaching to you, I just learned it yesterday? Do I sound like I just learned it yesterday? I mean, it's inside me. It's cooked. It's coming out like a spirit. That's what it is. Come and smack you over there, you know. <laughs> you don't prepare for anything. You don't prepare for anything. Preparation. 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 In the same way, in the kingdom of God, we need to prepare. Anybody here who wants God to use you, you want to go to serve God, preparation is required. Reading your Bible. Praying. Preparation of holiness. Let me tell you something. You cannot live anyhow and expect God to use you. Very important. Without the preparation of holiness, keeping yourself pure. The Bible says that in a great house, there are many vessels of some of wood, some of wood, some of the. If a man will purge himself, he will be a vessel of honor. So there's a purging of yourself. There is a purging of yourself. A certain holiness. A certain righteousness. A certain prayerfulness. So that God will use you. Prepare. Prepare. Preparation is needed. I'm not preaching to you something that I learned yesterday. No, 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 no. It cannot be. I mean, I'm not even looking at it. I mean, it's here. To be a man of God, a woman of God, a child of God, prepare. Otherwise, the bystander we have given you will fail miserably. Prepare. He prepared the feast. You don't prepare for anything. You don't prepare for anything. There's nothing you prepare for. Everything you wake up, you can get it on the go. That's what you are feeling. And the Bible says he prepared. And he, number two, he invited many. Which is, this, which, is, which is what I call the principle of scattering. He didn't invite a few. He invited many. Because let me tell you something. Very few things achieve 100% results. <laughs> I said very few things achieve what? Very few things achieve what? So, you and I don't send only five applications to college. You want to go to college? Don't send only five. Don't send only five. 
Okay? You are minimizing your chances. Because very few things yield 100%. You want to get into it, send many. You send only two applications. You send only two applications. What are your chances? Many. 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 Because very few things yield 100% results. Spread the job interview. Spread the gospel. Spread the preaching. We must affect many. You are not wiser than God. You are not wiser than God. When God wanted to have you, when God, when, when God wanted your mother to have you, when God wanted your mother to have you, your mother had only one leg. But God released a million sperm from your father. You have not thought about it. It was, it was only for you. But for God to have you, for make sure that you come, he has to let your father release a million sperms. Just for one. And, and even on, on multiple occasions. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. So, so that is why sometimes I tell the kingdom, you have to be proud about yourself. That look, I'm chosen one out of a million. I'm unique. I was chosen one out of a million. I am unique. Don't let Satan tell you that you are nothing. You were chosen one out of a million. A million was released. Another million was released. Another, and guess what? Because you were, only one spam was needed for you. One. One in a million. So you are one in a million. That's how unique you are. That is the success rate. So you just skimpy applications. There's something small. Everything What is wrong with you? Look, we cannot evangelize and read it. We have to spread everywhere. All means. That's what I'm talking about. Social media, TikTok, everything. Everywhere. He invited many. Number three. Look at the guy. Look at the guy. The guy is a rich man. The people that are his classmates were the one who has married a wife. Those are his co- contemporaries. But for the thing to succeed, he said, no. 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 Go to the highways. Go to the byways. Bring in the lame, the crippled, and the labor. Bring all of them in. Because by all means, this party must work. So the next thing I want to talk about is that you must learn to go beyond your comfort zones. You must learn to go outside your inner circle. Some of us cannot interact with anything that's not like us. Do you think the lame and the lame were his friends? No. He was not lame. He was not crippled. But by all means, the thing must work. So it means that sometimes you have to learn to go outside your comfort zone. The reason that we are failing, you are not succeeding because you cannot go outside your comfort zone. Everything must be what you are used to. Comfort zone. 
comfort zone. You must go beyond your comfort zone. I'm preaching to you. It's not everything that is comfortable. You must go beyond your comfort zone in your sleep. You some one one child told me that read, you know, I need to sleep for at least eight hours so that when I wake up, my face doesn't get wrinkled. After that, then you will fail. Then you will fail. You must learn to wake up at four o'clock and play and pray. Comfort zone. As a church, we must learn to go beyond our comfort zones. We must go to the highways and the byways. It's not everybody who is like us, who talks like us, who speaks like us must be in this church. We must be comfortable with strangers. Go beyond your comfort zone. I'm preaching. It's a good place to clap. Yes. and the byways. People who are not like us. Listen to me. We cannot have a certain impact in a certain church size if we don't influence this neighborhood. The streets. That's why we must do Biazo. We must do Anakazo. Sometime may come, we'll do it very soon. As the month gets warm, we'll come to church after praise and worship. We'll stop. We'll go out, do evangelism and bring them in here. We come to church, we have praise and worship, we stop. We go to the streets. Witness to them. Talk to them and say, follow me to church. We are about to do it. We must affect the neighborhood. They may not be like you, they may not talk like you, but a soul is a soul and it's precious to God. We lack ourselves too much. Especially in New York Church. In New York Church, you like yourself, oh? This church. I've passed at my hunter church before. But this church, one of the things about this church, they really like themselves. <laughs> such, that, such, that, such, that, such, such that when you are not one of them, eh, you, they make you feel strange. I break that spirit in Jesus' name. Comfort zone. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Go beyond your comfort zone. And you see, this message I'm preaching to you, it applies in every area of your life. Yeah, comfort zone. Go beyond your comfort zone. I'm not used to this. But for now, this is what I need to do. I don't like this. But for now, this is what I need to do. Even the comfort zone of what you eat, go beyond your comfort zone when it comes to what you eat. It's not every time that it must be this giving this way. Comfort zone. Look, some things require you going beyond your comfort zone. Amen. Yeah. And then the final thing that he does not accept excuses. You see, look at the excuse that the people were giving. He didn't accept excuses. And, and it's interesting. The excuses that were given, two of them was, was about business. Two of the people were about, one said, I bought a, a land. One said, I have an oxen. It was about their, their jobs. So what I'm trying to say is that using your work as an excuse not to serve God is nothing new. Oh, Reverend, I couldn't come because of my job. Using your work as a 
an excuse not to do something for God is nothing new. Another said, I bought a five million. This is all business. Oh, Reverend, because of my new job. Because, Reverend, because of my job. Reverend, because of my job. Reverend, my job. My job. Yo, what? Who doesn't have a job? <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to say. So, today, this is not the first time we are hearing that excuses. It's in the days of the Bible. Is somebody hearing me? Because the master knows. And the, and, 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 and the other excuse, see, the common reason, every Francisco, if I'm, if I'm lying, the common reason, if I'm lying, say I'm lying. The common reason people don't serve God, well, it's, not, it's not their job. The excuse they give, it's not their work. And the next excuse is their family. I've married a wife. My, my children, my children, my children, my children, my children, my wife, my children. The reason why you are not doing anything in church, you are not serving God, my wife, my children, my wife, my children, my wife, family. And, 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 and sometimes when a pastor is preaching, you make it sound like we are anti-family. We are not anti-family. But enough of the excuses with your family. We are not anti-family. We are not anti-family. We believe in family. But you are, over, you are overusing the family. It's nothing new. It's in the Bible. The reasons why we don't serve God, we don't do it, it's this, this are my job and my family. And I'm not, I'm not anti-family at all. But I'm telling you that, you see, I'm telling you that your family, your, the way you are using your family, you are blowing smoke in our eyes because other things that are important to you, you don't say it's your family. You get it done. It's good. It's a good response, Aggie. Yeah, you, you should say mercy, Lord. Because you know that's what you are doing. Other things, that's why your family doesn't matter. You get it done. But when it comes to church, it's my family. family. No, 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 no. No. I love my family. And I help them. But I tell you, I have a certain honor and respect for the things of God. Nothing will come between me and my God. So stop using the family as an excuse. It's an old excuse. Find something better. It's in the Bible already. We know it about it already. Look, there is a certain blessing. I'm telling you something. There is a certain blessing and a certain anointing in the house of God that it is better for that child to come here and run around. Even as he's running around, you don't even know the spirit that is being imparted upon him. You have no idea. Far better. Far better. church, but you take them to their sports games, their ballet dancing, not that I'm against anything, but be careful about those because you don't know the spirits that is being imparted upon them. Now you come and tell me that, Reverend, my child has changed. He is this, because you don't bring him to church. You send him to a, a locker room. You are just smoking and chasing. You are more interested in sports activity than the church. And I, I, I have no apologies. I have no apologies. You are more interested in your child's spiritual sports dancing activity than the church. You don't know what you are the seed you are sowing. 
I'm not saying don't take your child to the sports game. Don't take, no. But don't let that thing be more important than his spiritual soul. Because I tell you, he can become what he, he will get the athlete, athlete that you want to do, but he will become a very wild unbeliever. And I tell you, the trouble he will cause you. And, and by the way, what you don't know is that even the ability to succeed has a lot to do with character and holiness. He may have the skill, but without character and holiness, he will not even succeed. So don't tell me, don't, tell, don't, 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 don't come tell me. That excuse anymore. I've seen it before. It's in the Bible. Listen, we love family. We appreciate our family. We want them to do well. But I'm but telling you, blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom. No matter what you do for your family, one thing that you must make sure is that the word of God, the seed of God, they are not deprived and nothing should go above it. You may let them do all their inter- intercollegiate activities. I like it. I like sports. I play sports. But let me tell you something. I will not take my child out of church on a Sunday to go and run with some unbelievers. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Signifies the kingdom of God. Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. And may we serve you with a pure heart. 
May nothing come between us and serving you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now with every eye closed. You are here, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands. Anybody here? You are not saved. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? You are on Zoom, on Facebook. You are with me. Thank you. Say after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This Sunday afternoon. This Sunday afternoon. I come to you as a sinner. I come to you as a sinner. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And save my soul. And save my soul. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.